everyone, and welcome back to Rice and Shine, a show looking at life through the perspective of three Asian American teens living in the Pacific Northwest. I'm Lauren. I'm Sophie. And I'm Ava. Today's episode is all about beauty. Is beauty subjective? The price of beauty? That being all prices, whether that's mental, physical, or actual currency. So let's get into it. I think a good place to start would be kind of touching back on an episode that we've done pretty similar to this, where we talked about how like girls are forced to have a glow up kind of because mm-hmm. there's a lot of like really high standards for teenagers. And so most girls go through like a really sudden change in appearance because they feel like they have to. And I know I have definitely been subjected to this. Like from sixth grade to seventh grade, I got like super skinny and I started doing makeup and things like that. And it was not it was not healthy. But unfortunately, a lot of people like experience that same thing. Like like eating disorders are always super common among uh girls in middle school and high school and it makes sense why because like we're always being subjected to media of like these perfect models who we think are you know what we're supposed to look like which isn't true because duh like everybody's different and we're not all supposed to look the same but obviously being a young girl you see that and you're like why don't I look like that and that just kind of like creates a lot of negative feelings around your own body and causes you to change them through really unhealthy means and it's just it's something that follows you for a long time and it's always just it's like very common and not for a good reason yeah kind of going off of that um you're talking a lot about like the mental cost and I think that kind of fits in with our kind of like secondary topic of beauty being subjective And that being, like, everyone has different body types. And so young girls and just people in general are constantly being fed by the media the idea of, like, the perfect body, the perfect face, the perfect look. And people will go to such extents to try and get that. And I think it just, like, you kind of reach a point when you're like, okay, this is so stupid and unattainable and everyone looks different. Like... Like, the thing that people always say, like, if everyone exercised the same, had the same diet, slept the same, all the same factors, everyone would still look different. Yeah, that's, like, that's kind of what I was thinking. Like, I've realized now that, like, how I'm supposed to look isn't exactly the same as, like, a Victoria's Secret model or, like, any model for that matter. Because that's just, like, not how I was built. And part of, like, accepting that has been, like, Playing sports was a big part of it for me because I realized, like, if I'm not taking proper care of my body, I'm not going to have, like, I'm not going to have the opportunity to play sports as well and to perform as well as I would if I, like, keep myself well fed and sleep a bunch and don't force myself to try and, like, and be somebody and look like somebody that I'm not supposed to look like. And now I've accepted that now. I know now that, like... I think I have a wider rib cage, which is why I don't have that, like, hourglass figure or whatever. Like, that's why I kind of look like a different shape from the front. It's just, like, it's just anatomy. And it's, like, nothing that you can do to change that. And there's no reason that you should feel like you have to. It's just the way that society has made it seem, I guess, like, especially towards women. Like, I'm not saying this doesn't happen to, like, guys because there's definitely, like, a lot of sports models for dudes who have like chiseled abs and whatever 
But I'm just saying, like, the pressure on women is a lot higher because women just naturally have to work a lot harder to be respected and, like, sought after in public just because, you know, societal standards and all that. Yeah. Something that you said was, like, kind of interesting to me, especially with, like, the different body types, is that I've seen so many videos where it's, like, oh, how to dress to, like, suit your body type, but then all of them are just to accentuate, like, the hourglass. So what do you guys think about that? I think that point's really good because I was listening to this um, podcast where this band was talking about um, how they were going on tour and they got this new stylist. And this band is mostly queer people, so they have someone who's um, gender neutral. They have someone who's, you know, kind of leaning more towards masculine styles and someone who's leaning more towards feminine styles. And they said that their stylist, their new stylist, was the first one they ever had who actually um, appreciated that and fed into that and didn't just say, like, oh, this will look good on you. They asked each of the people, hey, like, if you have an insecurity around this, then I'll make sure, like, not to make that a part of it. If you have, like, have all these kinds of things. And I think fashion needs to become more of a thing where it's not, like, to make you look more like an hourglass, to make you look more like a beauty type but more to make you feel comfortable in your own skin. I I totally agree with that. And that kind of reminds me of like how there are some videos online like how to dress modest but cute. And I always thought mm. that was interesting cuz like whenever you see like how to dress cute videos, it's obviously going to be like really trendy stuff like microscopic crop tops and things like that. And I know I for one and I love that kind of thing. I just <laughs> I think it's cute, but I mean there was a time where I wasn't confident in what I looked like and obviously I wasn't really wanting to show too much of my body just because like I didn't want to but it was hard to like find clothes like can we talk about this you walk into like an urban outfitters and it's like all of it is like super tiny tops and I'm like huh this would be so cute if it wasn't so tiny like there's there should be like a medium I guess like a happy medium Mm -hmm. Um, But it's always really hard to find because, like, some days I just don't want to show so much. But it's hard to find, like, T-shirts for some reason. Like, like me and my mom were talking about this phenomenon over the summer. She needed new T-shirts, and we went everywhere. And she was like, why is every single shirt cropped? And I was like, that's a good point. Like, there are some times where you want a regular schmegular T-shirt. But it's just, like, supposedly outdated, and there's not really anybody, like, catering towards that um demographic you know what sophie this is a beautiful beautiful segue into fast fashion oh so on that note um i think i was actually having the same problem i was looking through my closet this morning because um i was like i need to wear something that's warm but something that's okay if it starts raining you know just kind of like the the regular morning look through and i was like looking through my shirts and i was like I feel like I have nothing that's not, like, either oversized or cropped. Like, there is no in-between where it just kind of, like, sits, like, right on my hips and, like, the collar's not, like, intruding on my um, sweatshirt line and it's not, like, too deep. Like, I think fashion, like, like Sophie's saying, there's very much not a happy medium. Like, you have to seek that out. You have to really seek out things that aren't, like, the current trend. Mm Mm-hmm. And with fast fashion, like, big emphasis on, like, micro trends. Like, I remember there used to be 
a trend around what are they called like boleros or oh bolero like boleros the, yeah like the cardigans that are like very yeah it's just like the shoulders right yeah they're they're cardigans that basically just have sleeves and I remember like being appalled at this but then everywhere <laughs> I go there's boleros and then there was like micro cropped hoodies which is like practically the same thing it's like an oversized hoodies arms and it's collar <laughs> no it's so funny <laughs> and that's it it's like it was so weird but everywhere was like eating this up and like there are some trends that I just can't get behind um let's think I mean I really can't think of any I'm behind most trends but <laughs> the point is fast fashion thrives on like micro trends and stuff that you're never gonna like actually want to wear in the long run but then that makes it hard to try and, like, find stuff you actually, like, will wear consistently. And there are there are obviously, like, places that always carry classic, I don't know, pieces. That's kind of cringe to say. Like, classic clothing. Timeless that'll, pieces. Yes, timeless. Mm-hmm. That's the right word. And one of those places, the one I think of is Aritzia. And I love Aritzia, but my problem is the price. The price is crazy. Yeah. The prices are very steep, and it's like, I want the prices of fast fashion, but the sustainable and, like, clothing that'll last me, that'll be timeless, is always so expensive. And so that's always been a dilemma, and I'm pretty sure, like, everybody is aware of that. Yeah, something with, like, Aritzia is that sometimes I'll see, like, similar pieces, but, like, at a different store for, like, way cheaper. Yeah, And I think that's, like, so telling you know i mean but also i think aritzia has had scandals around being a fast fashion company that just jacks up their prices yeah you know like when we came in this episode sophie was like oh aritzia i was like wait that's like eco-friendly yeah like i did not know that at all i always thought it was fast fashion. i i honestly just assumed because the prices were so steep i was like it can't be it can't be not sustainable if it's so expensive but now that I think about it, maybe that is something to look into. Wait, is yeah. Aritzia known as, like, a sustainable? I think they have some of those, like, oh, this is recycled, like, yeah. clothing stuff. And I saw this video on that situation where it was going over um, brands and products that they claimed were, like, this one's eco-friendly or, like, be part of the green team. The the effect of greenwashing, as they call it, which oh. is mm. making something appear much more sustainable than it really is just for people to want to buy it. According to mygreencloset.com, yes, Aritzia is fast fashion. While their price point is higher than other brands, which may lead you to think they aren't fast fashion, they still is. Oh, now this is scandalous. Yeah. Interesting. Whoa. So, I mean, there's that. But the the problem with greenwashing I saw is it called out, I'm pretty sure, Aritzia and Princess Polly as saying that they use, (laughs) you know, recycled items. They use, like, it's 90%, whatever. And it's all false just to try to sell more. So I think that's also like a problem with fashion today that people need to keep an eye out for. I am actually an expert on this topic because last year for our block class, uh, we had to do mockumentaries. And my topic of choice was like morally correct corporations. And one part I covered was greenwashing. And it's actually like a huge part of many brands. Like H&M has their like eco-friendly line but you know it really doesn't do anything and then starbucks rebranded their lids and it actually produced like more plastic waste than the previous ones did which i thought was so interesting so i'm actually pretty well versed on this but i did not realize aritzia was one of those like brands and it's kind of like 
making me upset. And Princess Polly, because I didn't expect it to be sustainable, but I buy a lot of clothes from there, and now I'm sad. Mm. Have you guys seen those videos of, like, things that are packaged where on the outside it's, like, cardboard, and then when you, like, open it up, it's all plastic? Oh, Oh, yeah. That's, like, what that reminded me of. I think it's so wild that, like, people would, like, buy into, like, the whole eco-friendly thing, and then you realize that it's all just a scam. It really is, just to, like, try and get people to feel better about buying way too many clothes. Um, And me included, though. Like, when it's... Since it's homecoming season, guys, you know when you order, like, a ton of dresses and then you have to return all of them, except for, like, one? They all come in separate packages. And it's, like... It's crazy. But apparently, I mean, the Princess Polly bags, I think those are the ones that say they're recyclable. They say they're 100% recyclable or like made of 100% recycled materials. But again, it's like, how it's much can we trust? Plastic. And like, I mean, technically, like, isn't everything biodegradable if you give it like a million years? You know what I mean? But who knows? I would need to look more into it. But like, it does make me feel better just seeing like that little like sticker on there that's like, we're 100% green. And I'm like, oh, phew. Yeah. And clothes is, like, not the only expensive, like, appearance thing and beauty thing that a lot of people, like, have to struggle with. I know whenever I walk into a Sephora, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I want this so bad. But I can't because the prices are just so high. And then that kind of sparked my interest in, like, drugstore makeup versus, like, quote-unquote high-end makeup and how there's like there's really good products at both ends but it's like why would I spend like $40 on a concealer when I can get one for like $5 that does the same thing and it's like it's kind of a phenomenon a lot of people don't know about because some people would say like oh drugstore makeup like "Mm, no I want the high-end makeup because that means it's better but it like it really isn't that way but I always see Oh my gosh, there's this phenomenon on TikTok where you see like 10-year-old girls and they're like I've seen the, Have you oh seen my those? God, it's crazy. Yeah. It's yeah. like get ready with me and there's like Drunk Elephant, which is this really expensive skincare brand mm-hmm. and like Glow Recipe, which is really popular and expensive and they have all these like anti-aging products and skincare it's so products. It's funny, but like yeah, price of beauty, am I right? Yeah, and like the thing is, these people don't need that yet. Like, if you're 10 years old, you don't need to worry about your anti-aging cream. Mm -hmm. It's, like, it's a phenomenon. One thing I want to mention is that, along with that, um, there's been, like, a whole uncovering that a bunch of um, materials used in makeup are toxic. Or they can lead to different types of... um, diseases and different complications whoa, whoa, whoa. please like elaborate <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. no i'm gonna i'm gonna tell you so you know like talc that's used in eyeshadows that's used in um all kinds of different stuff and there was this whole thing that came about that was saying talc was giving uh women cancer what whoa. yeah and so there's been a big movement to try to get talc out of makeup um and using mica instead which is a mineral that kind of gives um the kind of like shine and shimmer to makeup mm. Um, but sometimes there's still products that use um, these like materials because it's just not so well known about um, the problem and it's not something that you can do for cheap. True. And I guess that brings in the point of like the high prices that you see in a lot of high-end makeup. 
Like, I know there are some brands that claim to be super, like, skin safe and stuff. Like, Oh, like clean makeup brands? Like, yes, clean makeup. Mm. There's, like, Alia, I think, maybe Kosas. They uh, always smell bad. They do Sorry. always smell bad. But, I mean, that means there's no fragrances, which mm-hmm. is typically a good thing. But that's besides the point. Those products are always going to be super expensive, which is really, really annoying. Because, like, I want to look pretty, but I don't want to spend, like, $50 per product. But I also don't want to mess up my skin. So it's like, it's just, it's such a high price if you really want to have, I guess, what what they claim is like the cleanest makeup that shouldn't break you out and shouldn't do any of these bad things to you. Um, and honestly, I think the prices are like too steep. Like, I feel like makeup should be all safe. Yeah. Like, why yeah. is there just a subsection of like clean makeup or whatever? Yeah. Like, it's why? like, why can't we make it all clean? You know? Exactly. I guess for also I've seen online where like, you know, it's all like the anti-aging, anti-aging and people are like, why do we have to always look so young? Oh, that that is a great point. You know, which is kind of creepy if you think about it. Yeah. Like, why do women, why are we not allowed to age? Like, I saw actually recently I saw on TikTok like this clip of like Ariana Grande doing an updated like makeup routine or something. And I, I didn't really watch it, but in the comments it was like. I love that she's embracing, like, the beauty of aging because she said something like, oh, aging is beautiful. Like, why do we have to cover it up? And it got me thinking. It's like, I am, I'm scared to age, guys. Like, yeah. I don't want to start getting wrinkles and things like that. But that has been so, maybe not stigmatized, but, like, everybody, not everybody, every woman kind of dreads getting old because the societal beauty standards for, like, Women in general is just like wrinkleless, poreless, like no sunspots, no discoloration. And now I'm seeing like 10 year olds on TikTok with their anti aging serums. Yeah, yeah, with their like super expensive serums and creams and like retinase and whatever. It's just not healthy for the population as a whole because people aren't supposed to be youthful forever. And like, I wish we could all, like, recognize the beauty in aging, but, like, it's been, like, kind of conditioned into me to not want that. Yeah. I think it's, like, internalized in literally everyone that, like, yeah. we shouldn't be looking old. We and, should be young. And it just circles back to the beauty standard being so unattainable for everyone. Yeah. And, I mean, I feel like older man models are more common than, like, older oh, women true. models. Yeah. like. Like, I'm thinking about this. Like, you know, when you see, like, there's this one suit shop in the mall, and there's always this old, like, white hair guy on the billboards. And it's, like, it's just this old guy that's advertising these, like, sophisticated suits. And so in, like, a man's case, one could say that aging is, like, a sign of wisdom and power. But for women, it's not the same thing. It's more like, ooh, you're old now, like... We don't get the same kind of respect out of being old. And people still will call, like, old men handsome. Like, that's kind of, like, a weird phenomenon on TikTok. Like, they'll be like, ooh, Tom Cruise as he's aged. He looks so much better. Like, like things like that. And you never see that about women at all. I think it's kind of back to that thing of, like, I don't know if we've mentioned this in the past, but, like, dating up for, like, girls dating older men is such, like, a more common thing than, like, young girls. You know, like older woman oh yeah because i was watching this video and it was like oh why do we like always 
sort of glorify like older relationships with guys and it's not really like that way with like glorifying an older woman relationship yeah that's a good point I feel like a lot of men tend to date down yeah (laughs) like you know how obviously like bad people exist and whatever and sometimes like I don't know like creepy people don't like change who they're attracted to as they age they still are attracted to like the 20-year-olds and things like that. And I, I haven't found that to be common in women, which I guess, you know, I have no science to back that. It's just an interesting observation. Like, there are so many, like, weird things conditioned and accepted by society that just only apply to men and aren't okay when women do it. And some of those things just shouldn't be okay if anybody does it, but, you know. Yeah. Men yeah. have privilege and whatever. That reminds me of the whole Leo DiCaprio thing. I was about to yeah. bring that up when Sophie said 20. Yeah, because <laughs> like, apparently, like, Leonardo DiCaprio doesn't date on anyone under the age of, like, is it 26, 28? Yeah, and, like, everyone's like, oh, I'm reaching that age. Oh, yeah. gosh. Yeah. Oh, God. I forgot that that was a thing, but, like, nobody talks about that enough. Because I forgot that it happened, and I probably shouldn't have. Okay, wait, what other points did we want to hit? I guess, like, back to, like, the price of beauty. Like, consumerism, on, especially on, like, Instagram reels or, like, TikToks or whatever is so crazy because you see, like, the same beauty influencers buying, like, like, they'll show their makeup and whatever. Oh, yeah. yeah. They'll take it out and there's, like, 50 lipsticks, 50 lip liners, like, 50 lip glosses, and it's, like, Yeah. Oh, yeah, or, like, when people are, like, yeah, so this new line of... Uh, lipsticks or whatever just came out. So I bought all of them to show you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, part of me kind of likes that. Because, like, what if a new product drops and I'm like, which color will I like the best? But it's really, it's pretty unethical. Like, um, and then there's PR. You know how companies send out so much PR to beauty influencers? Mm, yeah. And it's like, they're not going to use all that. And now it's just kind of being, it's like, probably going to expire. Wasted. Yeah, it's going to expire. And obviously, nobody can use that much makeup and skincare. So, I mean, like, I'm open for PR, but, like, influencers probably don't need all that product, and it feels a little bit unethical and wasteful because sometimes they'll just end up buying the products themselves and then get the PR, and that's just kind of, it's just kind of odd. I don't know. That's always rubbed me the wrong way that, like, there are people who are getting, like, so many packages of all this stuff that they, like, don't need, and then they do, like, oh, my makeup collection, and it's, like, like a whole desk mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. drawers that are all filled with like different makeup stuff and it's like it's kind of weird mm. yeah it's kind of off topic but like every time I see those like I never know what to trust because like they all got that for free and whatever and like true they also have so many products and they're like specifically pushing this one product because like the company sent it to them so I can never trust their reviews even if they're like no like guys I swear like I would have bought this without with my own money like like we don't know that like if I got sent something for free I'd probably like it too because it's free Mm -hmm. and that reminds me there was like this controversy of this girl on TikTok she's like her name's Michaela something I don't know if you guys have heard of her she's the one that has that really intense accent she's like Kim Kardashian and, like, no you want to make that ni- line nice and sharp. Okay, so <laughs> okay, so I guess it's just me, but basically this woman, you can search her up on TikTok. You'll probably find this scandal, I guess. And she, like, prides herself on being a super honest reviewer. 
but she got sponsored by this one like mascara brand and she tried it on she was like okay here's one coat and then in the next clip she has like false eyelashes on and it's like she's like oh my gosh guys i have two coats like this is insane and it just like it was so obviously fake but i bet a lot of people bought that that whole act and then probably also bought the mascara and that kind of like makes me feel bad there's one part of this episode that we haven't talked about yet and that is the subjectivity i don't know if that's a word probably. the subjectiveness of beauty and we haven't talked about this because like everybody is always like oh yeah the beauty standard is like bella hadid but like mm. You know what I mean? Like, there is beauty is always subjective, and like people just don't acknowledge that enough. Like, there are gonna be people that you think are more beautiful than others, and like, like I honestly believe that like every single person is pretty. Like, honestly, like I've I've thought about this before. It's like everybody is pretty, and I mean, it's just that some people can't see that, and it's kind of messed up that we don't, because like I remember. When after I went through like my glow up or whatever, I started getting more compliments on like my appearance, and it just like it wasn't believable for me. Like I was like, you don't actually mean it. Like when there's people like, mm, who who else is pretty? <laughs> what celebrities like Jennifer Lawrence out there? It's like it makes it so hard for young girls to like accept compliments on honestly anything because another part of this is that like humility is always something that people want women to have. And, like, women are always expected to be humble and, like, not aware of their own beauty. Like, that that's something that a lot of, like, songs are written about. Like, you know that song by One Direction? It's like, she doesn't know she's beautiful, oh, and that's what makes coming. her beautiful. And I'm like, guys, that's not right. Like, yeah. just because you acknowledge your own beauty doesn't mean you're like a brat and like that you're not because that just doesn't make sense and it's like it's messed up that beauty standards are like that like you have to be beautiful but not beautiful enough that you think you're beautiful because then you're being a brat and you're not humble because mm-hmm. a woman needs to be like humble and it's it's like such a a weird like middle ground that they're trying to get women to find and it just makes it so hard to accept compliments and believe people when they say that you're beautiful because of all these like unrealistic things that people are pushing on you. You know what that reminded me of is that um, one monologue by America Ferreira in Barbie where she's like women are told to be skinny but you can't say you want to be skinny you need to say you need to be you want to be healthy like that whole thing that just like if you've seen the barbie movie you'll know what i'm talking about and it just rings so true i think it really does that's kind of what i was modeling that off of like that's what i thought of because it's like it's so true it's like a paradox like you want to be skinny but you can't be too skinny because you have to have some skin on your bones but then you can't say that you want that because then you're putting down other women. You have to want to be healthy, but healthy means skinny in like 90% of the context that people are referring to. And it's just like, it's messed up. And it's like, it's a big thing. And for so long, this has been like, that's been what I've thought of when I think of beauty. It's like that perfect middle ground, I guess. And it just makes it really impossible to like want to love yourself. 
But then there's that standard of like, oh, I want a girl who loves herself for who she is. But like, it's impossible. And it's just like, I, I, we can't be expected to when like we're, our whole lives we've been told that we need to look like this and act like this. And that compliments don't matter if, you know, those things aren't true. Oh, back to what Sophie was saying about not believing compliments is I remember um, sophomore year, um, I was, you know, going through a rough period. Um, But I was like, you know what, I'm going to wear some more makeup today just for fun. And I was like, I came to school and I remember telling Sophie, I feel so stupid. And she was like, why? And I was like, I don't know. Like, I just feel like I look stupid because I had changed up my regular kind of look. And so when people would compliment on me on it, I was like, okay, like, are they being serious right now? Are they saying that to, like, make me feel better? And I think that's a big, like, mm. part of, like, the not, uh. like, or for me at that time, not believing compliments or, like, when someone compliments you on something that you're not sure about or insecure about or... Um, something that you're not loving about yourself, then it's like, okay, are they saying that to be nice or are they for real? Yeah. That's so true. It really is. I mean, we've all been there. Like, you know, when you try something a little out there, like you wear something, like I call this like debuting an item of clothing (laughs) that you're like not sure about and you get compliments on it. It's like, are they saying that because it's like funny looking or are they saying it because they mean it? And then people nowadays, I used to have really bad acne and things like that. And now I've like gone on Accutane and all that and I'm still working things out. But like often I'll get compliments on my skin and I'm like, are you just saying that because it looks like I'm going through a rough patch or are you being for real? Like it's always it's always hard to tell. And I feel like that should be like an automatic like, oh, yeah, you're like, thank you. But saying thank you is always really hard because I don't want to like believe it you know mm-hmm. like oh like there's this phenomenon of like you compliment somebody and they're like oh like like if I'm like oh your hair looks good and they're like oh, no it's really greasy it's like why can't we just say thank you and like be like oh you know what you're right like maybe I feel like my hair is greasy but they think it looks good and like that's that's a compliment so I mean that's something I have to work on like sometimes I'll get compliments and I'll be like oh no and it's just, it's hard to, you know, change that. But we're working on it. So that about wraps up our thoughts for today on everything beauty, that being the price of beauty and the subjectivity of beauty. Um, this was kind of a more intense one, but we do have some more fun ones. If you want to look back at that, we're on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, you name it. Rice and Shine Podcast on there. Also, keep up with our Instagram at Rice and Shine Podcast. And if you have any feedback or questions for us, we have a Gmail, which is riceandshinepod at gmail.com. But thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you guys next week.